time to make your fantasy a reality. With the help of the crew over at Fantasy Insider and the boys at Woot and Y. This is DFS Down Under. Welcome back to another episode of DFS Down Under. I am Josh Y, and we're brought to you by Fantasy Insider, the trusted tools used by Australia's daily fantasy sports players. And joining me on the line from Fantasy Insider is Daryl Data. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I'm a little bit annoyed after last week. Um, we spent a lot of time discussing the Texans, and then literally uh, probably like four to six hours after we uploaded the episode to Sean Watson, um, just on a simple handoff at training, tears his ACL and renders probably uh, about 30% of last week's podcast sort of um, invalid. Yeah, that, that wasn't great time. It was a terrible injury. I mean, he's been having such a sort of breakout season, I guess. Um, you have to feel for them in that situation. But yeah, it yeah, threw everything up in the air, right? The betting it threw up in the air, the DFS threw in the air, all of it changed. Yeah, so it was kind of a mixed week in that regard. Um, Deshaun Watson sort of let us down and that was, that was harsh, but you know, not on his fault at all. But uh, on the flip side of the things, uh, all praise be to Tyler Higby. Um, <laughs> after I talked him up, um, last week and he scores the first Rams touchdown. I was on him for first touchdown scorer, anytime touchdown scorer. Um, and I played him in a what lot of, pain? a lot of, yeah, uh, he was paying about, uh, I think it was like $17 for first touchdown scorer and about $6 anytime. And then, he, uh, yeah, he was in a lot of my DFS lineups. So, um, I cashed in a lot of those because I could load up somewhere else at the position. So I had a lot of T.Y. Hilton, a lot of Marvin Jones and a lot of Christian McCaffrey. Um, I probably could have cleaned up if Alex Smith just produced, um, just a tiny little bit better than what I, ho- I had hoped. But, uh, other than that, yeah. it was a pretty good, pretty good week, um, in terms of our predictions. Yeah, I think predictions are pretty well. Uh, I, I didn't play a ton last week. Um, Big Tottenham game on the Sunday night, and then by the time that finished, and yep. NBA starting in what was that eight hours later, I was a bit pushed for time, so I didn't end up sticking much in. But yeah, the prediction seemed to go quite well. I heard some good subscribers who did pretty well, so it sounds like it was a good week. Yeah, especially I think you know we we said the Cruncher really liked Ty Hilton last week, and and that was an absolute yeah. fill up. So um, that's a testament to uh, the Cruncher. And uh, speaking of the Cruncher, let's let's get into it in terms of week ten. Um, there's a lot of good matchups, but overall, uh, a lot of low totals this week. Um, the highest total by a, a big margin is actually the Dallas Atlanta game at 50 and a half points. I don't think the nearest one's anywhere close. I think it's like one game's at 46 and a half, and the rest are at 45 or lower. There's a couple in the 30s as well. Yeah, um, it's a very much a different week. It throws me back a bit to when I was starting betting, building models for the NFL, which is probably eight, nine years ago now, and you sort of thought 41, 42 was kind of the standard total. Um, these days, it's more like 46, 47. So it's a bit more um, old school this week. But, yeah, as you say, that Dallas um, game kind of a standout. You've obviously got still, I think, we don't know if Zeke Elliott's going to be playing this week. Yep. Um, the usual court case is probably scheduled for today or tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be tomorrow morning. So I uh, didn't put him down anywhere in this or Alfred Morris because I didn't want to spend time talking about it after to Sean last week and speaking about <laughs> Zeke and Alfred Morris and then it'll go the complete opposite to what if we took a stand somewhere. Um, so yeah. that's that's one to watch, um, definitely. Yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on. And another reason you have to kind of do these things a bit uh, closer to start time, I guess. 
Yeah, exactly. And the and the Cruncher does its updates, uh, you know, closer to all the action as well. But yeah. let's get into the quarterback position. And I like Jared Goff this week against the Texans. We saw Jacoby Brissett um, and T.Y. Hilton connect um, yeah, often and for large yards last week. And Goff's coming off probably one of his best games as a as a pro. Um, so he's he's got a lot of momentum. If if you believe in momentum, I'm not sure the Cruncher does, um, but. <laughs> Uh, he's 8,300 on Moneyball and 15,150 on Draft Stars. So I do prefer him on Moneyball as opposed to Draft Stars. I think there's a lot better, cheaper options on Draft Stars. But from a Moneyball perspective, I don't mind Jared Goff this week. And Houston, um, they've allowed three of their past four opposing quarterbacks to score at least 23 fantasy points, um, including two in a row. So uh, they're, they're not doing too well, the Houston defense. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a tough one. Like, as you say, he's got a bit of momentum on his side, and yeah, the country doesn't really believe in that. It's more kind of statistical anomaly, I guess. But um, recent form certainly suggests he's improving. I think my main problems are, I mean, that game has a 45 total, Rams minus 11, I think. So I think realistically, he'll probably end up at somewhat like 15, 16 when the country runs some updates on Sunday. But yeah, he's pretty pricey. Um, I actually went through and played a little bit with the country, and I think you need to be having him for 24, 25 points to be getting in your kind of first choice teams. Uh, if you think he can do that, then I think he's a reasonable play, but I wouldn't want to be staking too much on him kind of doing that week okay. in, week out. Interesting. And my second uh, player is Josh McCowan this week, and this is something that uh, we're going to disagree on, but I, I like the matchup against the Bucks. Um, the Buccaneers have allowed at least 21 fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks in three of their past four games, and the Tampa Bay uh, pass defense is ranked 31st in um, Football Outsiders DVOA metric. Um, but you you have concerns, obviously, about the total being 42. Yeah, so 42 total. So you probably figure he's good for kind of two to three touchdowns, three probably best case. Um, again, I think there's just better options for me at the kind of value proposition that he is. I think you're better off spending a little bit more on a quarterback um, and getting a bit more kind of stability, um, given sort of the options elsewhere on the slate. And I think you've got a bunch of sort of cheap wide receivers for people to consider. So I think if you can, if you're able to kind of go with some of those cheaper wide receivers, then you, um, I think there's better options for quarterback. Yeah, I just think that I know that total is low, but I definitely think that total will be going over. Um, from what I can see, and and for our punt return podcast, that's going to be one of my plays. Spoiler alert. Um, but I do like the, I do like the over in that game. Um, I just think that both those teams um, combined, I think, will put up around the 50-point mark. I know that sounds a little bit crazy, a bit of an eight-point gap, but I, I don't know. I just see I just see I just see that game having a lot of points and being involved in a shootout. It is Ryan a Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge game, um, so it's, it means a little something more. But um, I, I don't mind McCowan. But yeah, I look looking at what you've got there in the cruncher, I can't disagree with uh, what the cruncher's produced. Yeah, I'm just pulling it up now and asking. Um, yeah, I, I think we have it going over as well. Um, yep. But I don't think it's probably aiming more like a 44-45 total than a yep. um, kind of eight-point difference total. <laughs> yeah, I just think I can just see some... Both these teams have really bad secondaries, and I can see uh, uh, a couple... And, and both the quarterbacks are not afraid to throw it deep, so I can... I'm expecting some blown coverages, um, and I can ex- expecting some big plays. But um, what what did the cruncher spit out for you? Um, I think at the moment he's at 
about 13 points, uh, and so that might change slightly. I think the totals actually started at 41 and now at 42 and a half, so it might go up yep. more before then as well. Um, and obviously that will kind of get rolled into the Sunday updates. But yeah, I think 13 to 15 kind of seems about kind of the right number to peg him at. Um, it's kind of an average score. Okay. Um, but yeah. what you just so I was just going to say what you were think what you're kind of running through there was kind of a good example of how kind of thinking out game plans for a game can impact on your lineup. So if you have one lineup that kind of assumes that that Bucks game is going to go high scoring, um, I think there's kind of a few things you could do to kind of take advantage of that, and it might well end up being a kind of unique lineup. Yeah, definitely, and that and I'll, I'll get to my wide receiver that I am pairing pairing him with as a as a sort of a point of difference sort of uh, stack uh, later on in the show. Um, apart from the quarterbacks yep. I mentioned, um, what did what did the cruncher like uh, for you this week, and what are you looking at for your lineups? Um, I mean, the is fairly standard. Um, you've got Drew Brees, um, Ryan, um, Prescott, the Dallas game. As you yeah, see, I like the that Elliot one. situation there. But yeah, potentially, and if Elliot's not in as well, then you figure they're going to throw more packs, um, potentially an option. Um, and Brett Hundley still comes out, um, despite mm. the kind of low total in that game, um, at, I think his price and given kind of the way that Green Bay play, I think he still comes out as kind of a decent value option. Yeah, he found the end zone again as a rusher. Um, I, I think that's invaluable. Um, it's kind yeah. of his best asset at the moment, so. Um, definitely can't say no. I played him in a few lineups actually, so um, and it and benefited uh, late there on the the last game of the week. Um, moving on yep. to the running back position, and uh, finally we get some ingredients. Uh, Jordan Howard <laughs> um, against the Packers, really good price at Moneyball, seven thousand three hundred. Draft stars, kind of the second tier there at fourteen thousand four hundred and fifty. But yep. um, Howard's carried the ball at least eighteen times um, during each of his past six games, um, and the Packers have not. Fared well against opposing running backs this season. They've allowed the fourth most fantasy points per game to the position, and and the matchup looks really good for the Bears at home without an Aaron Rodgers um, in the Packers. Yep, um, I I like him. I think he's playable on both platforms. Um, he's kind of more of a top tier option uh, value wise at Moneyball. Yep. Um, but if you certainly if you're playing sort of five six teams at draft stars, I think he factor in there somewhere. Yeah, definitely. I think he's. Going to be in a lot of my lineups this week. Um, I, I like that matchup um, for him. Uh, the other one, you know, top-tier player for me is Leonard Fournette against the Chargers. 8,700 on Moneyball, 15,750 on Draft Stars. So the Chargers' rush defense has been um, the worst against the run in terms of the yards allowed to opposing running backs, and they've averaged 120 yards per game to opposing running backs. And, and Leonard Fournette... Uh, it's one of the better uh, running backs in the league in terms of his consistent yardage and, and workload. So if you put all that together, it just makes too much sense. Yeah, I think it's a good spot for him. Um, Fournette's one of those players who always gets upgraded on Sunday in the cruncher. Um, the kind of simpler models that we run early in the week don't like him as much, but as we kind of run full simulations coming into the weekend, he gets boosted up every single week. Uh, I think, as you say, he's in a good spot this week. His price is reasonable. Um, he's another one who will factor in, I think. Certainly, you know, any kind of multi-entry strategy. Yep, um, and a sort of a, a low, uh, a lower play, a little bit of a sleeper. I like to throw a couple of these in, as opposed <laughs> to just picking the, the blaringly obvious plays, uh, sort of every week. But sometimes you need to throw a, a cheapie in your lineup somewhere. Um, Orleans Darkwa um, against the 49ers. He's only five thousand four hundred on Moneyball, ten thousand one hundred and fifty on DraftStar. So the past four games, he's either had seventy-five total yards or a touchdown. So in those 
in those games. He's done pretty well. And in the past two games, he's had five catches as well. So he's getting a little bit of points, especially for draft stars in terms of PPR. And the 49ers are also letting in the most fantasy points to running backs. And in this game, um, given their injuries and the, the, their team records and what they're trying to do, they're trying to hide the quarterback, I think, on both sides of the ball. So I'm expecting Carlos Hyde to have a big game as well, given the 49ers have no wide receivers right now. Garcon's out for the year. And same with same with the Giants. I'm expecting a lot of runs, um, a lot of running back play in this game. Yes, this was an interesting one, certainly after the kind of Tyler Higbee situation last week. Not one I'd argue with <laughs> too much. Um, I can't say he was on my radar as I was kind of making my notes for this, but I mean, you re- the reasoning's interesting and this player that I'm probably going to go back and have a look at and see if there's a way to figure him in. Um, Carlos Hyde, yep, yeah, um, as I said, to me, how, that kind of gets into getting into that kind of game planning strategy and how you kind of see that San Francisco, um, Giants game going. Um, it's hard to know, I guess, whether, as you say, there's not a lot of other options for the 49ers, but are they going to be reliant on running back? Is there going to be a lot of running back opportunities? Is one team likely to kind of blow out, meaning the other running backs going to get a, oh, sorry, meaning the running backs kind of going to get a lot of, um, late, yardage kind of as they run down the clock yeah. Uh, yeah there's a lot of things to think through I think particularly if you're looking at possibly looking at both of them I think that's potentially a risky strategy yeah I think I one think, or yeah, the other yeah good potential yep. yeah um, it just depends on what you can afford in your lineup and what you prefer but um, I think I think the Giants will there's probably more of a rotation so I, I probably would prefer Hyde but he's a little bit more expensive um, in that regard yeah. um, if, who who the cruncher like at running back for you um, it's not a ton different here, and again, we're still in kind of a situation, I guess, where there's a few players who we're not 100% sure on their yeah. status. Um, I think Murray is perhaps the kind of bolter, the kind of sort of outside pick there, but you've got Peterson Freeman, um, Demarco Murray Ingram, I think, potentially kind of standard names. Elliot, obviously, we don't know about, but at Moneyball, he's potentially a pick. Yep. Um, Melvin Gordon. Um, yeah, and as you said, Jordan Howard, I think, comes up quite a lot in my Moneyball lineups. Um, if I'm playing both platforms, I'm probably going to rely on Howard at Moneyball and look at the other options that draft us. Yeah, and I think if, if DeMarco Murray is out, I think Derek Henry will be a, a good play uh, this week. Um, I'm sure if we get a determination on him, I could imagine the cruncher would be spitting out some favourable numbers for Derek Henry as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yes, we'll certainly know, hopefully, a lot more by Sunday. Hopefully, it doesn't go down to kind of the few hours before the game, especially with the time zone shift. Yep. Yeah, it's de- yeah. Well, we get two hours extra to sleep in now, so um, more <laughs> more time for everyone to get to get on the cruncher and uh, crunch some numbers. And and speaking of the cruncher, you've you've probably heard of the fantasy insider lineup cruncher by now, so you know that you can build up to forty lineups with one button. That's forty instant lineups that you can enter and win cash with just a few clicks. But did you know that fantasy insider premium account you can access over fifteen other features on the lineup cruncher. You can go to premium today at fantasyinsider.com.au slash wootwire. That's fantasyinsider.com.au slash wootwire. The Fantasy Insider lineup cruncher is the best tool in the business. I can guarantee that. It's uh, helped us a lot this season, and we've uh, enjoyed using it. It's made our uh, DFS experience a lot more uh, fun and more interesting. Like I like using the, the, the number perspective rather than just trusting my gut. I think it's definitely helped me in a few situations. Definitely a uh, different style of play, and I think, yeah, I think the way that the industry is in Australia at the moment, there's still lots of sort of holes to take advantage of with data. So yep. I think, yeah, 
Definitely. Uh, implore people to check that out. Let's get to wide receiver now. And I'm doubling down after last week. Um, I said Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. I ended up going with Marvin Jones. Um, if you played Golden Tate, you still probably did all right. But Jones obviously scored better and he was cheaper. Um, so I'm going to do the same yeah. this week. So I like both of them this week, but I am going to, I am going to lean Jones. He is, um, one and a half K cheaper on Moneyball and about $2,000 cheaper on Draft Stars as well. Um, Cleveland have just been abysmal against top wideouts this season. They're 32nd in DVOA, and they're actually quite good against the run. So I think Detroit are going to win, uh, or they are going to win this game. That They should win that game, but if they are going to put up a score, it's going to be through the air. And Detroit are more of a throwing team anyway, um, so I like Marvin Jones this week. Yep, um, certainly no objection to the spot there. Uh, I think the caveat is the same, right? You've got to as you said last week, find out which of them is going to take advantage. Yep. Um, if you believe that game is going to be semi-high scoring or you think they're going to score against uh, quite a few against the Browns, then you've kind of got the option of playing both of them in a cash lineup, but you don't really have that luxury in tournaments. So, yeah, it's a tough one for me. Again, if you're playing multiple lineups, you can kind of hedge your bets between them, but I think that's probably the way to play that. Yep, and they both sort of caught seven passes and, and had over 100 yards, so uh, you know, it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world last week if you started both. Um, both were, were no. pretty solid, and they're no, not the, exactly. yeah, and they're not the top tier pricing. Uh, Golden Tate maybe a little bit in Draft Stars is, but um, on Moneyball, they're, they're sort of those that wide receiver two price, so um, you, you, yep. can able, you, can, you can splurge somewhere else. Um, Devin Funches is my next play. I like him against the Dolphins. Um, he's $7,000, um, on Moneyball and 12,950 on Draft Stars. So without Kelvin Benjamin last week, he had seven targets. He caught five of them for 86 yards. He is their primary red zone target without Greg Olson as well, who's injured. And Miami defense ranks 26 or worst against wide receivers at all levels. So I am, I like Devin Funches this week. Uh, the, Carolina Panthers are nine-point favourites at home to the Dolphins. Yep. Um, I don't object too much in terms of the wide receivers. I think that most of the picks, there's a whole bunch of picks. There's probably 20, 30 players you could shortlist yep. um, who are kind of somewhat viable. And especially with the kind of repricing that we talked a bit about last week, it's just opened that position up so much mm. um, that it's hard for me to kind of come to any conclusions, especially with the way that totals are this week. Yeah, It's just going to be a case of who has a good, who has the really good game? Who's the guy who gets two, maybe three touchdowns? Um, and you could end up having a struggle there where you're pretty much out of contention if you don't own the guy who goes off. Yeah, exactly. I definitely agree with that. There'll be some random player wide receiver this week that that'll go off and it'll it'll win it'll win those tournaments and those GPPs. So I'm hoping it might be Devin Funches. Or it might be Juju <laughs> Smith-Schuster against the Colts. I, I want to play someone against the Colts, against the Steelers. Obviously, if I'm if I'm starting Orleans Darker and Josh McCowan, I'm going to have money that I can put Antonio Brown um, in my lineup. But if I can't, Juju Smith-Schuster, I know Martavis Bryant is playing, but I do think Smith-Schuster has overtaken him, and he's now the second target um, for Big Ben. And <clears> I think he could have a big game against the Colts' pass defense that's been sort of one of the most exploitable units this year, so they're giving up the second most yards per game and, and the fourth most um, in terms of yards per attempt. So they're they're letting big plays, and Smith Schuster's shown that he can be a big play guy. And then my other big play guy that I don't mind pairing with Josh McCown for a really sort of cheap stack and a big sort of a pod stack, if you believe in my theory about that game, um, is Robbie Anderson, yep. who's um, proven to be a big um, play threat. So he could be the guy that catches the two or three off Josh McCown, um, and that could be a... A, a winner for you, or you could finish dead last in the GPP. 
And yeah, and I don't mind that in a tournament, right? If you've got to go for the win in the tournament with the pay scales the way they are. And if you finish out of the money, you finish out of the money. Um, yep. I don't, yeah, I think Anderson, certainly a potential player. And certainly if you're going to go Josh McCown, I think having that kind of stack makes sense. Um, she's the yeah. Um, again, no real objection. The Colts organization is such a mess. Oh, don't yeah. remind me. I'm having every day, and I'm telling you, I get I get tagged and stuff on Facebook, and and I get yeah private messages on Twitter. Like, have you seen this? Have you seen that? It, it it's an absolute living hell right now. The only shining light is our general manager, who, um, despite all of this mess and garbage fire around him, will come out smelling like roses, hopefully, and can turn things around. I hope. <laughs> Yeah, we should have a bit of money. Hey, was it Tony Dungy came out and said that um, Ursay had said that luck injury was in his head or something? Yeah, this week. It, 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 he's the, one of the worst owners in the league. He's an absolute liability every time he speaks. And unfortunately, our general manager doesn't, doesn't like to speak too much during the season. He said he likes to do conduct most of his business during the off season where he gets to to really go to work. But unfortunately, that means that yeah. Jim Ursay speaks more, and that never ends well. <laughs> no, and yeah, as you say, it's basically a write-off right at this point. So yep. yeah, you don't know if the Colts are going to be motivated, and you could potentially see a couple of big blowout scores against them the rest of the year. Yeah, definitely. And they lost uh, Vontae Davis, put on IR today, and Henry Anderson as well. So their defense is just taking some hits already today. So I think definitely a stealer wide receiver um, in your lineup. Um, let's move to yep. oh, before we move to tight end, is there anything sort of any names that surprise you that the crunch are like this week? Um, let's see, amongst the wide receivers, um, I mean, if you're going to play, um, Hundley, I think there's a couple of options that you can pair with him that might kind of make reasonable stacks. Um, Julio comes up again, but I think he's even questionable as of us recording this. Um, Mike Thomas gets ranked pretty high. Um, but again, I was just, as I was Googling before this, I saw there was a bit of injury doubt even around him. His ankle's gone dodgy or something similar. So, yeah, there's just a whole bunch of players that you just have to keep an eye on. Um, the Dallas game, again, obviously with the high total. And, again, if Elliot doesn't play, you could well see more through the air there. So I think I'd be watching some of the wide receivers there as well. Yep. Um, at Moneyball, we can't really get away from Hundley on the cruncher. So I think you've kind of got the Adams-Hundley combo um, prominent there. And there's a whole bunch of cruncher lineups that have Julio and... Um, in the situation in um, kind of wide receiver pairings mm-hmm. um, with one or the other quarter, with one or the other quarterback. So if you, you can afford that, I think that's potentially a kind of a strong option. But yeah, who knows? Um, hopefully, Julio's um, going to have some good game again soon. Yeah, he uh, he dropped a sitter as well last week, which just he was did. just torturous. <laughs> um, it's not been a great year for the old Julio Jones, unfortunately, and. Uh, I don't mind Sanu. Uh, even, even yeah, even if Julio plays, um, the slot receiver against Dallas has been sneaky, all right. So maybe Matt Ryan Sanu could be a cheaper option. But as you said, this is a really weird week for wide receivers. So um, yeah, I'm not sure. That's why I'm going to go premium at the tight end position, especially on Moneyball. Uh, sorry, especially mm-hmm. at Draft Stars. Sorry, um, and that's right. Rob, Rob Gronkowski. He's only eleven thousand six hundred and fifty at Draft Stars, as opposed to eight thousand. At Moneyball, so normally when you look at those Moneyball draft stars prices, it's normally sort of nearly double. Um, it's it's only a couple of thousand difference here. So Gronk, I think, is definitely a play at draft stars. Uh, you'll you'll sense a theme with both of my tight end selections. So both secondaries that they're playing are good at defending wide receivers, 
but that means that the, the tight end seems to be the funnel for a lot of the targets and the, and the chunk plays and the yardage. So Denver is second in fantasy points to tight ends, 25th in DVOA. They're allowing an average of 7.9 catches and 75 yards to the tight end position. And Gronk's the best tight end in football. And uh, in prime time, I just think uh, Gronk's uh, going to have a have a big game to remind everyone that he's, that he's still the best. Yeah, he's definitely a player with a high ceiling. I was looking through his scores for the season. And, like, his average is reasonably low, but it's low because he's got a 5 in there and an 8 in there, I think. Yep. Um, but on the upside, he's got the potential to get, what, 23, 25 kind of score. So at that price of draft stars, I certainly don't mind having him in, having him in there. Um, as you say, certainly if you are going to pay him, you'd play him at draft stars, not at Moneyball. Yeah, definitely. I just, yeah, I, I would rather go my other option at Moneyball, and that's Kyle Rudolph against the Redskins. He's only 5,300 at Moneyball. Um, and the skins, they're fourth in, in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. So with, you know, the good cornerback play again, um, the, the tight end will be featured and they're 29th in DVOA. Um, so even worse, they're allowing seven and a half catches for, for nearly 80 yards to tight end position. So I think Kyle Rudolph could have a, uh, a big day. Yeah. And Rudolph's a decent dollar for point play as well. So he's the kind of player I would quite like in cash tournaments. Um, the cruncher has a hard time getting away from Jordan Reed, who I think was back in limited practice today. Yep. Um, so I think he's kind of a very good option for kind of cash games as well this week, um, as is kind of Delaney Walker. Yep. A couple of weird names, so a couple of less known names, I guess. Hunter Henry comes up quite a bit. Um, I don't mind that. OJ Howard. Yeah, I was. I mentioned sort of um, in in my uh, not I don't normally list three tight ends, but the Bucks tight end position it was interesting to me. So. Cameron Brait or OJ Howard, uh, Mike Evans is out. The Jets are fifth in fantasy points to tight ends. And as I said, I, I'm expecting some blown coverages and some big gains here. Um, Fitzpatrick, you know, everyone think everyone has a stigma attached to his name, but Winston hasn't been playing that well with the shoulder injury, so I don't think the difference is going to be that much. Um, so I don't mind OJ Howard or Cameron Brait, um, one of those guys this yeah. week. Um, yeah, I don't think they'll be highly owned because people see Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and just say ill and then move on. Yeah, definitely potentially a good way to save a bit of money um, with some reasonable upside if one of them goes off. Yep. So you're not going to be um, interested in taking on Tyler Higby again? No, I, I'm never playing Higby again. It was just against <laughs> against the Giants. Unless the Rams play the Browns, um, who are terrible against the tight end as well later on in the year, maybe. Um, but I'm yep. just I'm, I'm not going to risk it. Uh, pure 100% <laughs> Tyler Higby record, it'll it'll go to my grave. I um, will not be tempted um, to play him again at all. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to the defense now. And I, you know, we use a, a new Google Doc every week. And I was going to just, uh, I left uh, the word lottery uh, that you wrote last week <laughs> in there because it is a little bit of a lottery. But I think wide receivers a lottery this week. Defense, I think there's a few that actually I don't mind this week. So normally I sort of wait till the end and just try and fit in a, a, my favorite defense that I can afford in there. But um, I like the Lions against the Browns uh, this week. Um, 5,300 at Moneyball, 7,700 at Draft Stars. I think it's a straightforward play. The Browns are, are really, really bad on offense. And the Lions, they have an okay defense. They started the year strong and then got very overrated, but then they had a couple of bad games and then got kind of underrated. So I think they're appropriately rated now. They're sort of a top 10 to 12 defense in the NFL, and they can uh, yeah. make some plays and, and produce some turnovers. And they also have a dynamic uh, guy on special teams that can always um, produce something. So I, I like the Lions this week. 
Uh, yeah, I don't mind the Lions. Um, I think at, particularly at Draft Stars, they're priced pretty effectively as well, um, yep. on kind of a dollar per point basis. Um, as you say, they're a pretty straightforward play given kind of the set up in that game and the lock, the bookmaker line and so on and everything else. Yep. Um, the downside of that is I suspect their own shoot will be up there. Yeah, that's the only thing. But I, if if they do go off and they are the defense that scores 25, 30 points, I think you just want to own them. Um, otherwise, yep. you're up against it. My other play is the Bears, which goes against your Hunley sort of Adams stack. But the Bears have been kind of saucy yep. at home. I never, ever thought I'd say start the Bears against the Packers. But here we are in, <laughs> here we are in 2017 with no Aaron Rodgers. And I, I miss Aaron Rodgers so much. And um, the Packers' offense is barely sort of recognizable without him. So I think the Bears could... Uh, Make some noise, especially um the the left tackle Brian Balaga. Uh, sorry, right tackle um is out for the year as well, so there could be some sack potential there. Yeah, uh, I'd say if, if you're certainly if you're not playing Hundley, that's a perfectly viable option. I think they're forty three hundred at Moneyball. Yeah, pretty uh, cheap. A, yeah, pretty cheap price um for that position for that kind of game position that they're in. So yeah, no objection to them. Um, I so say the Lions come up a bit on the front chair. You've also got kind of a few other kind of picks there, but it's, as you say, it's kind of a, a lottery again, and there are sort of three or four kind of teams that you'd say kind of have the spot on their side and that you might kind of consider from that aspect. Yep. But for me, it's much the same. Um, have maybe favor those slightly, but if you're playing a bunch of lineups, you're going to have to kind of spread it around a little bit again, I think. Yeah. In terms of dollar per point, the Vikings is just looks pretty valuable as well in terms of what the crunchers are. Yep. Uh, Shooting out, and I do love the Vikings defense. I think they're one of the the best defenses in the NFL. So you can't go wrong picking them because you know you're going to at least get a solid floor in terms of sacks and and a turnover or two. So definitely a play there. Um, any final thoughts on on the Week Ten slate? Um, I'm intrigued. I think is the word. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say there's a bunch of games that kind of massively excite me, but yeah, I'm intrigued to see what happens. Um, I. For me, it was always a case of staying up to put in teams rather than getting up to put in teams. So yeah. the extra kind of time delay does me no favours there. So we'll kind of see, I guess, how the um, how we're feeling Sunday night in terms of putting some teams in. And I'll be interested to see as well what kind of impact it has on the um, entries and the overlays on the platforms. So it might be worth kind of keeping an eye out from that perspective. Yep. Um, I think Moneyball down to 5K now and draft stars at 17.5 or 15. Uh, yeah, I think it was 15 from what I saw today. Um, I sort of go in there and, and make a faux lineup, but don't actually hit enter. Um, yeah. I accidentally did it a few weeks ago and <laughs> just, yeah, lucky I could. Didn't uh, go well? No, but I, I didn't want to jinx myself, <laughs> so I just left it and just sort of went, went in again. Yeah, it is, uh, where are we? Yeah, 17, 17 and a half. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping. So they're going hopefully, down slightly. Yeah, hopefully the users. I think they're just taking the money out and putting it straight in the NBA. I think uh, you yeah. know here in Australia, NBA is far more popular uh, than the NFL, unfortunately for us. But uh, it is just, it's just the way it is. Given that it's just on every day, and it's just you know you can just if you lose one day, you can just play it the next. Whereas the NFL, there's so many variables, and and, and it's hard when you've just yeah. got some ugly slates like like this week. So it's uh, sort of hit and miss. But as you said, given the wild card that that it is at the wide receiver. I'm actually intrigued to see what sort of lineups win this week. So um, I'm kind of keen to take some risks and have a little bit of fun with it this week. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, uh, see what kind of lineups end up taking home at the end of the day. Um, 
it could well come down to that um, Sunday night game. So it would be interesting, I think, to watch that um, in the early hours of, or not so early hours, I guess, Monday morning. Yep. Um, yeah, as you say, NBA is a very kind of different beast from a DFS perspective, much more kind of stats-driven, um, less variation, I guess, more players' um, performances, more a factor of kind of their minutes. So, yep. yeah, they're kind of different beasts from that perspective. Yep, definitely. Um, and, and, yeah, I implore people to use the cruncher for NBA as well. Yeah, certainly it's done me pretty well the first couple of weeks of the season. Yep. Um, I think I'm at somewhere around sort of thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars of prize money in the first couple of weeks. So wow. I won't be arguing about that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be um, either. <laughs> um, just one bit of interesting industry news um, that I came across yesterday was that um, DraftKings, the US platform, were advertising for the IT manager Australia um, on Seek, mm. um, and with the person who takes that position also being the director of the Australian business and having to pass uh, Northern Territory probity regulations. Yes. Uh, so all of that, I think, must point towards them planning a launch here in the not-too-distant future, which will shake things up quite a lot. Very interesting indeed. So uh, we might uh, shoot a few emails DraftKings way and see what we can <laughs> see what we can come up with uh, from a uh, Wooten Y and Fantasy Insider perspective. See what we can uh, see what we can do. But uh, that's that's definitely interesting. Yeah. So good spotting uh, by you, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be intrigued to see what happens there. Um, it could. It's just, I think they're obviously going to have to kind of play in the local sports space for AFL and NRL and so on if they want to compete here. But yep. at the same time, if they're able to open up those kind of global pools um, that they currently have for the US and the UK players in NBA and NFL, oh, um, you're, yeah, you're suddenly talking million dollar contests, not twenty thousand dollar contests. Yeah, and so. it makes it makes the cruncher so more valuable for for you because the, your your upside in in earning potential is just massive. So. Uh, Listeners of this podcast and subscribers of Premium, get get on board. Um, the ceiling may uh, may have just gotten sky high. <laughs> yes, it's gonna be could be an interesting few months. Um, very yep. yeah, very much a case of watching that space. I think. Yep. Unfortunately, they don't. Northern Territory don't seem to publish their license applications, so they mm. can't kind of get any insight there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's all it's all very secretive up there uh, uh, in the uh, in the northern <laughs> in the net and in the northern territory. Uh, before before we go, I do just want to mention as well um, one last time to please check out fantasyinsider.com.au slash wootwhy. And uh, Daryl, thanks for joining us and uh, good luck in week 10 and look forward to uh, speaking with you again um, regarding week 11 and hopefully with some success uh, here in week 10. Yep, no worries. Um, good luck this weekend and good luck to everybody who's playing. Um, should be another interesting week again. Yeah, and also check out uh, your stats. Uh, your stat is it Stats Insider, the premium. Yeah, you, you'll tweet those out uh, over the weekend. Yeah, we'll tweet them out. Um, there'll probably be a blog going up tomorrow or early Saturday on Fancy Insider, which will have them. And if you follow us on yep. Twitter at Stats Insider, you'll get them there as well. Yep, and we'll give that a retweet as well. Go check out all the best premium daily fantasy tools at fantasyinsider.com.au. You can also check out all the recommendations mentioned on today's podcast online at wootny.com. And make sure you follow each of the boys on Twitter at thisiswoot and at jynfl. Or you can follow the podcast at wootny.